We can't really direct our minds in a manner with which we want to direct them through the through the bitterness, through the through the darkness. So let's sing the Baal Shentov's nigan. Like we know how to sing it, our chevra. Let's sing it strong. Ain't lay lay, ain't lay lay, ain't lay lay. 
שבוע טוב, שבוע טוב מבורך, שנשמע ונתבוס בסרליס, טרוויס, ישועס ונחומס. Thank you so much, חבר'ה, for those that are with us, קבלה שבס, virtually of course, last night, and everything else. I want to get straight to learning, but I want us today to dive in strong. I have a name that we have to add, that's very close to our home. Bezrat Hashem, everything will be okay, but we have to storm the, the Shemaim. Our dearest Chevron, Noach, and Shira Rosenberg, Shira's Abba, Rabbi Chill. Rabbi Chill is in the hospital right now in Farakaway. And we've been privileged to hear so much Divrei Torah from him over the years. I'm putting his name right now into the chat. Um, if I could figure out how to... Yes. His name is Arav Shaul Ze'ev Ben Devora. Please take this name. And I want the learning that we're going to be doing right now to be for his refuah, Be'ezer Hashem. He's also he's a big Talmud of Reb Shlomo. And um, he, he's, he's Archaver, Rabbi Chil, the, from the Rabbi of Young Israel of Farakaway. 
Mamish lives down the block from my brother. I spoke to my brother, Erev Shabbos, to Eitan. You know what, for the Chaverim that, that don't know yet, my brother bought eight one-way tickets for his family this coming summer. He's coming home, Baruch Hashem. And that's, the, that's a huge win. Yes, Chaim David, huge win, huge win. But Be'ezer um, Hashem, what needs to happen, what needs to happen is that everyone should follow him, Be'ezer Hashem, the gate should open. This is Mamish Eretz Asher Eina Hashem Alekechaba. In the Schuss of Eretz Yisrael, we should send refuas to the whole world, to the whole Gansavelt. Shem, if you could please pull up the text for today. For those of you that are joining for the first time, Chaz Hashem, we've been learning the PSS Nerebis Torahs for many years now. And um, we're in the middle of Tzav Yiziru's, which is basically diary entries of the Rebbe, that were done between the years 1928 and 1939. You've seen stuff in here, startling stuff, Chomer, that's been uh, really, really heart-wrenching, but so raw, so, so to the core. Now, as I'm sure you're seeing in your own learning as well, somehow, the, everything that we're learning these days is, like, doesn't matter what safety you're pulling from, it's all shayach to what's going on right now. It doesn't stop. That's the kesen, that's the... I don't like to use the word magic or zgula, but that's this kayach The kayach is that is that like my Rosh Hashiva of Bravender should have a, should have bemet strong health and in, in, in good news. Rav Bravender taught us in yeshiva to believe in the Torah, meaning to believe not that it's true, that's a vada, but to believe that what you're learning is calling out to you, and you'll figure out what you're looking for without even knowing you're looking for it. And he believed the Koyach HaTayra, Ipshat in Rashi, Ipshat in Tosfos, had the Koach to, to, answer your, to answer the stuff that you really want to understand about yourself and about the world. This piece we have over here, from the Piyasetz Nerebi today, this is a, another an incredible piece. We're just going to do Oz Chafei today. This is in Tzav Viziruz. Um, I hope you're all able to see this. If there's any shilas, any problems, just type into the chat, but it should be fine for all of you to see this. B'Shem Hashem And this is again for the Rafua Shlema of Harav Shaul Ze'ev Ben Devora. The Rebbe says like this, I don't know what year exactly it was written, but we have a little bit of an inkling, we have a little bit of a remez as to what year this was written, but based on a footnote, which we'll see in a second. The Rebbe says, "Al tifku la memit atzmo bilvad, b'cho b'cha gam laholech v'met." Now this can be understood at, on two levels, two main levels. One is don't cry over someone that is dying, or Rachman al-Litzlan, like we'll see in this piece, those that take their own lives. You have to, you should cry, you should mourn, you should be sad over the walking dead. What he's referring to is something we'll see in a second. But as the Rebbe has always told us, through whether it's Bnei Machshavatova, whether it's Chovas Talmidim, whether it's Eish Kodesh, whether it's any of the Sachshar Savrechim, in all the Sfarim, the Rebbe is saying what people cry over is an indicator as to where they're holding. That's really the indicator, and that's why he had us do that visualization of our own funerals, 
that we're going to hear crying of people walking after our body and we can't do anything about it. Then wake up from the visualization and realize you're chayvekayim, you're alive. What kind of tzar do you want to prevent from people that are going to miss you that you weren't able to do in the world yet? And those, those exercises of visualizations were some of the most powerful moments we had in Shir. But the Rebbe is saying over here is that the world is accustomed to seeing the concept of mavet, of death, and that's what they cry over. But a person that's still breathing, that doesn't fall into that category of, of pain, of emotional pain. But when the Rebbe says you should cry over holech banet, that's crazy. And I'm thinking about this now, is that we have this whole mishagas going on in the world of people that are mamish dying, literally. But then... Who doesn't fall under the category of who we're sad over? Those that aren't contracted with the virus. As if, if you have the virus and Khalila you die, you're in the dark place. But if you're alive and you're still alive, then you're fine. It's only potentially then you're fine. The Rebbe has drilled into us always to understand the concept and the danger of being someone that's the walking dead. Continue. You know what the world is kvetching over right now? Chaim becoming hefker. Ve'al hamit abdim et atzmam ladaat shenitrebu rachman alitzlan. And those that are mamish committing suicide, that it's happening more and more. Now we're going to understand when the Rebbe is referring to. Go down to the footnote. Bishnot taf reish pei vav, taf reish pei chet. That's 1926 to 28. The years that the Rebbe is speaking about over here is in between the two world wars. After World War, when people speak about, you know, World War I, or people speak about World War II, they focus so much about especially World War II, but let's go for the first, you know, to the First World War. When we speak about the pain of the First World War, which really, in light of the Second World War, we never even really understand or think about the horrific consequences that those days had. But when we do speak about World War I, we think about the war itself and how bad it was and how many people were killed there and how much pain was happening during the war. The Rebbe is saying to us what happened after the war, people don't speak about financial crisis, which what you and I are, are, are tasting on a very, very small, small level, not to belittle anyone's own sire, but this chas v'shalom, we're all freaking out on a certain level, and on a certain level we're not, but obviously we're all wondering, okay, uh, I put away enough for a week or two, but what's going to be now? Saying back then, the financial crisis that was the result of such a churban of the oilam in World War Two, World War One, brought many people within the Jewish community to take their own lives. And there was such a tsar, there was such a pain taking place by everyone over the fact that this is this was becoming something that was dava yadua that you'd walk around, people were taking their own lives. And everyone's worried were only only over those that were killing themselves. Now, of course, Rahman al-Islam, that's such a horrible thing. But look back, go back now into the Rebbe's words. Vani mosif, but the Rebbe is saying, but I'm worried. Vani mosif lidog gam al-hachai ha'olech. 
what I'm worried about just as much is worried about those that are breathing, that they're walking, people that are alive, the extent of their life is that the fact that is just the mere fact that they're walking, that they're breathing. They didn't take their lives. But nonetheless, they are literally dead. Now his concept of death is the next line. What's death? What's walking death? Life has become zol vehefker. Zol obviously means cheap, and hefker. I'm not sure what the right what what the right word would be to explain what the what hefker means, but you know what it means. Life itself has become nothing. The value of life has become nothing. It's lo lichiot or lo lichiot achati. By people like this, whether they're alive, whether they're not alive, it's not really such a difference. It is what it is. I'm alive today. I'm gone tomorrow. Now, I'm sure you've been hearing the same thing I'm hearing by everyone, by any shir I'm tuning into, and any rav I'm trying to be mushpa from, and anyone, any chavr that I'm, that I'm connecting to. They're all saying the same thing. The world is never going to go back to what it was after this, right? Now, what does that mean? It seems to me that's a tefillah. That's not a. That's not a statement of of saying, this is already happening. It's a tefillah. Alavai, the world should not go back to what it was. Alavai, this mabul, should just finish its shtifa, and whatever the hasagas should be should be already learned v'chulei. But when we say the world is never going to go back to what it was, our davening is is that anyone, that for them life was zol vehefker. For anyone, that the decision to be alive or not be alive is not a big decision, should be wiped away, should be washed away. When we go back to the world now, we're, we're, that's the world we're coming back to. A life that we realize, if we have the privilege to be alive right now, Zolva Hefka is not an option. It's not an option. But we have to fill in the blank of what that means. Okay, we know what Zolva Hefka is. You know, I had this startling, I had this freaky thought over Shabbos. And uh, since we're, it's not, this is just the Chaverim here, I'm going to share it with you. I, I, won't, I probably wouldn't say this yet, I don't know. But I had this startling feeling. <sighs> this is pretty wild, but I had this feeling about drugs that when people come to Shemaim, so whatever hanas they had from drugs in this world, a little bit of Gan Eden is deducted from them based on the highs that they experienced in this world. That was, that was a thought I had a long time ago. But I had a different thought now. In Shemaim, they're going to show us a video. Now, we all know the famous Torah, Reb Shlomo said in the Baal Shem Tov, that in Shem, in, what's the difference between heaven and hell? That it, and when you get to when you get to Shemaim, they're going to show you two videotapes. One is what your life could have been, and two is what your life was. Reb Shlomo says, in the name of the Baal Shem Tov, heaven is when they only have one videotape to show you. Hell is when there actually are two different videotapes. I had this thought that our door. 
Maybe when it says we're not going to go back to the world the way it was, maybe it means like this. When we get to Shemaim, do you know what Gehenna is going to be? It's going to be that they're going to make us sit through every moment of looking at ourselves when we were like this. Crazy, huh? Every moment of this, they're going to say, this is what we want to show you. What do you mean? There's so much Torah. There's so much... We know... Let's, let's go deeper. I know You know what I'm talking about. All the Zolva Hefker moments of our life. All the minutes, the accumulation of minutes that have become nothing. Nothing. I, I personally am startled from, from what they might show us to, to us with parents of young children. But they're going to show us all the minutes that our child was next to us when, that, when this thing was in front of our face. The Rebbe is saying, I'm worried more about those that are alive walking around with minutes and minutes accumulating of being nothing. Hefker. Nothing. And now we see a new world. And as the Hebrew that I'm talking to, some of us that are here with us today, the way we've been using our time now has been crazy. People have been learning now more than they've ever learned in their life. People have been davening now more than they've ever davened. So the Rebbe says, I'm, it's, it's those that are me'abed atzpam ladas, we know that according to halacha, you're not supposed to bury someone that takes their own life in the same cemetery, in the same chalka, as other people. But I've been to a number of these situations in Islam that we don't necessarily hold like this. We actually, they, they're actually buried in the same area. Someone that takes them, how could it be? Because we hold, halachically, we, tiny, we say that a person that takes their own life, literally wasn't in their own right mind in the time of taking their own life. So they didn't, they couldn't, a person can't consciously decide to take their own life. So therefore we bury them in in the regular spot. But you know what's crazy? A person can consciously choose to make their life hefker day and night. Day and night. Let me just shut this off, I'm sorry. So the Rebbe continues in the second paragraph. Mitchila haya hayetzer hara tzarich lehit ametz laviet aish liyedei kfira bedin v'dayan rachman alitzlan ad sheyivgod b'shem elokav chas v'shalom. It used to be that the Yetzer Hara had to work many, many, many hours overtime in order to bring a yid to a conclusion that he doesn't believe, and that non-believing that he comes to would lead the person to do Begida, which means to betray HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Yetzer had to work very hard on this. And it didn't always work for the Yetzer Hara. So it used to be that for a person to treat his life, of, uh, uh, his life as Hafker, the Yetzer Hara had to come up with all these tachbulos, all these tricks, and it had to work so hard on the person until they came to the realization and to the uh, decision that I'm not into this. This is not for me. And, and, and the Rebbe is saying, but a Yid's, a Yid's, <laughs> a Yid's Neshama was so passionate that it, the Yitzhar couldn't always crack through to, to push a person towards this decision of betraying God. 
And now the Rebbe says, bonanti, And the Rebbe is saying this, this is probably one of the earlier diary entries, right? 1928, 1929. I see people that are not kofrim. They're not. They didn't come to decisions of becoming a kofrim. They're, 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 they're walking around in the world. They have strength. But what? But you know what happened to these people? Their concept of self-worth, their concept of what they can contribute to the world has become hefker. They reached the same place that the other Yidala, who had to be persuaded and go through all these milchamas in his mind by the Yitzhar Hara, that person and this Yid today are reaching the same place of what? Life is hefker. A person used to have to come, go through this whole trans, you know, transformation of off the derech and against Hashem, not into Torah, which would lead him to a life of hefker. Here the Rebbe is saying, I see people with, with beards down to their pupik. I see people that are kiviachol so into life and I mean, so, so alive, but so frum and everything, but they, they themselves, because their own self-worth, their anochi shelaim huzal v'hufkar whether I Whether I watch eight movies today or whether I learn for eight hours, there's no difference between the two. It doesn't matter. My Indian is that, you know, my Indian is that I'm not really a Chiddush in the world. And if I'm not a Chiddush in the world, it doesn't really matter what I'm doing. Like we see musicians who come to horrible states of self-betrayal of their own neshama because they don't feel that their music is changing the world. You know, my friend Naftali Kalfa always tells me an, a, a very smart line. He says to me, Katz, he calls me cats. Him and Rav Bravin, they're the only people that call me cats. He says, cats, tell all your chevra, there's no song, there's no one song that ever changed the world. Everyone thinks there's one song that changed it. There are a lot of songs that made a lot of things beautiful. <laughs> there are a lot of songs that have done nice things for people. But if you're basing your self-worth on whether, you know, the world is changing based on what I'm doing or not, you're going to come to a very quick, quick, quick self-convincing that your own anochi huzal vehufkar, that your own self-worth is nothing, is nobody. We have to redefine what it means that life, what, 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 what it means that life is worth something. That's what needs to become redefined. I saw on Shabbos, I told the Chavah last night online, Reb Nassim says that Reb Nachman's whole azamra is based on the small Aleph in Vayikra, in the Aleph Zi'ira. The Aleph Zi'ira is the Nekuda Ktana, is the Nekuda Tova. The whole Avoda of today is Azamra. It's, it's looking at a Nekuda Tova and not looking at anything else and just zooming in on that until you identify yourself with the Nekuda Tova that you see in yourself. This is where we're going. So if you have a Nekuda Tova, if you're a musician and you got one email or one text message from someone that said, I want you to know, you made my Shabbos. The Avaida is to not go and think about all the other people that didn't send you that email. 
Because then your life will become huzal vehufkar. Zol and hefker will become the way that you live your life. It's to just look at that one person's text, one person's email. And that's easy for musicians, because people like to express, express their appreciation to Bali Nagina. But it's, it's true with, with everything. We try in our Chabura to make this a chiv by all of us. But this is how we talk to each other. Pointing out all the time whenever someone's done something very special for us. Giving them this Aleph Zeira, this Nekuda Tova, to, to, to zone in, to focus in on it. What pained the Rebbe so much, and we speak about this all the time, what pained the Piyasetzner so much is that he was under the impression, rightfully so, not that I'm to say that his impressions were right, but we can understand this now. The Rebbe felt that Chassidim forgot what the Chiddush of the Baal Shem Tov was. It's very simple. The Rebbe is already speaking to people that are 150 years removed from the Baal Shem. And he sees, and he sees that the, the point is forgotten. It's not it anymore. People are forgetting what it was all about. People are forgetting. People have to realize that your own Anochi cannot become Zol. It cannot become Hefker. Yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah. Want to say hi to Lechad? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it can uh, the, the Baal Shem Tov's whole Indian is that if you're in Nefesh Elikis Mimal, how can you make anything Zol and Hefker about your life? How can you be a person that doesn't think that there's really it matters if I'm alive or I'm dead? What about the godly soul that's within you? Does it matter if that's alive and that's if that's in this world or not? If it's about you, yeah, it doesn't really matter. But if it's about us, of course it matters. And the Rebbe sing like again, "Ba'atayit bonanti v'raiti anashim she'inam kofrim ve'olchim b'shvilut libam rak mipnei ha'anochi shelahem shehuzal v'ufkar etzlam." Yamut, the last four lines, the last four words here. Yamut, yichye, gan Eden. Now the next page. Gehenom, lemi, laanochishelo. Heaven, hell, all these things, it, it, it doesn't matter to him. He really is he, not thinking at all in terms of where anything is leading to. Because he doesn't think that he, he has anything to contribute, he doesn't think he's anybody. Vaanochi huzal veufkaretzlo. And the anochi. The Anochi Hashem Lekecha that's alive in him too has become so cheapened and has been made hefker by him. And you know what? I have to worry about making sure that all those other things are taken care of. But to make sure that I'm taken care of, meaning that the real purpose for which I came to this world is taken care of, that's a luxury. It's not a must. And the Rebbe is saying, Ma pitom. That's not a luxury. That is a must. For your Anochi to stop being Hefker. For you to stop having a cheap self-worth, self-identification. That is not a luxury. That's a must. Asher kor chabaderech, the Rebbe says, Kriyus bakol af be'atzmusa. 
this coldness, when Amalek means, Amalek means coldness in everything, even in the way that you, that you relate to your own life. I heard, I heard our Rebbe Rav Weinberg say on Friday, I think, you know, Corona is the same Lashon, Asher Karcha Baderech, right? So I'm looking at this piece of the Rebbe right now, and, I, and I'm realizing, you know, Chaverim, it's okay, Shem, you could pull it off. Thank you. I'm realizing that, you know, I just to share with you what, what, what I'm going through, Chaver, when we say that we're not going back to the way the world was, what does that mean? When we say we're not going back to it, Part of tshuva, we know obviously charata and everything, but, but part of tshuva, according to the Rambam, is very simple. Kabbalah al-haba. That means I'm already, I'm already determining, I'm already deciding what I'm going to look like, what life is going to be like afterwards. So on, on any level that we can understand these inyanim, what is the Kabbalah that each and every one of us is doing now about what's going to be? The world that we're going to be greeted you know, the world that we're going to greet and the world that's going to greet us once this whole Meshagas is over. What area, according to the piece we saw right now by the PSS, now, what area in our life can we identify now that has become Zol and Hefker? What, what area is it? That takes, you know, 80 sessions of Yisbojidus to begin to scratch the surface of it. But this is why Reb Nachman was, was, was urging us all to tell Hashem stories, because while we're going to tell Hashem Yisbarach stories about how I felt, these things will, will definitely come up to the surface. What area in my life is Zova Hefker? Now, the Rebbe is not, remember, he's not speaking about Kofrim. That's what used to be, like the Rebbe said. It used to be a Kofer with someone who gave up on life. Because he came to a decision that he's done with God. And the Yitzhahara was able to check it. Now, now it's not even about that anymore. It's about you and I taking a look at our Yiddishkeit. And I'm going to say something very, very kharif right now. But I can. <laughs> Push it. Reb Shlomo turned around from the Bima on his last Tfilas Ni'ila of Yom Kippur. Okay, I have a friend that was standing there. He turned around before he started Ashrei. Last Ni'ilah of Yom Kippur. And he said, Chevra, you can make Avaidah Zara out of everything, anything. You can make Avaidah Zara out of the Shulchan Aruch. You can make Avaidah Zara out of the Torah. You can make Avaidah Zara even out of God, he said. He turned around, he started Ashrei, his last Ni'ilah, and he died a few weeks later. And whenever I think about that story, it always makes me like uncompromisingly look into where have I made Avodah Zarah out of my Shmiras Mitzvahs. What has become in my holy service of God? Be'emet Zal Vehefke. We're seeing people today that have this insane, immature concept it's not their fault, but it's a very immature concept of Ratzon Hashem. What's the immature concept of Ratzon Hashem? There's a plague. It's sweeping through hundreds of thousands of people. But what? A from Yid davens in a minion. A from Yid stays alive also. It is an Indian. A from Yid stays alive. 
Zol v'hefker, if your Anochi has become Zol v'hefker, then those things that you're so attached to, that you've made Avoid Zara out of, you, you won't stop it. The Malach HaMavis can be out in the street, sweeping away, nah, you won't stop it. Understand, it's coming from a holy place, but it's warped. Because this is the Cholzman Ve'es Tachas Hashemayim. The example of Minyan is just, is just one example of mitzvahs that have become chametz. Because Minyan is not about, uh, I saw, wow, I saw an amazing thing. This, 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 this one, Mamish, blew me away. Minyan is not about how often, it's not when they come to Shemayim, they're going to ask you, did you ever miss a Minyan? When you come to Shemayim, they're going to ask you, did you ever miss an opportunity to stand in front of the Bore Eilam? That's what they're going to ask you. So I saw something, someone, so I have to just read for you one last thing, and then I, I'm sorry, we have another thing going on, and so I have to uh, end it for now. But there's, I, I just want to, this, this Indian of, such a such an important thing of making sure our lives aren't hefker. I saw something. Maybe you saw it as well. Um, this is a story that was it was said over by Rabbi uh, Herschel Hissiger. He's a grandson of Rabbi Yaman Kamenetsky. So he said that there were a group of boys that were driving from New York to Boston to to go to a chasana of their friend, and the trip was it was getting late, and they realized that if they if they drive nonstop, they'll arrive just in time for the chuppah. Right, but they'll miss the local minion in Boston, the local mincha minion in Boston, which would mean they'd have to daven without a mincha, without a minion afterwards. But if they make, if they make a stop on the way, they can catch a minion in a small town somewhere on the highway. But they'll miss their best friend's chuppah, so they weren't sure what they'd do. So they called the Rosh Yeshiva. His name was it was a yeshiva called Zichron Melech, and the Rosh Yeshiva's name was Rav Chaim Leib Epstein. Uh, it was a yeshiva in Brooklyn, and they they asked him, "What do you think?" And Rav Epstein said, what's the Shaila? Go straight to the wedding and daven without a minion. And, and one of the students said, but Rebbe, I never missed a minion in my life. H- how can I miss one today just in order to be at a chuppah? <laughs> sounds pretty, sounds, sounds chashev, right? So Rosh Hashiva said, he said to him, you don't daven with a minion every day to make it to the Guinness Book of World Records. You do so because that's what Hashem wants you to do today. But today, Hashem wants you to go to Boston to be with Simcha at your friend's chasana, and that's what you should do. I found this story to be... Uh, I, I have it. I could send it out to you. I find this story to be today's Torah. We've made Ratzon Hashem immature. We've made Ratzon Hashem so much not alive that we can make our even our orthodox practices zol vehefke zol vehefke people can make hisbodedu zol vehefke you can make anything zol vehefke you can cheapen anything but the bechira chofshis that you and I have today is to grab onto the Rebbe's cloak to grab onto the PSS the Rebbe's cloak stronger than ever, and say, Rebbe, okay, I hear your words, but I have no idea how to identify in my life what's really become Zol Vehefker. I don't even know what that means. 
I understand it. It makes logical sense to me. But I, I want to understand this. So I saw that our dear Chavir Shimon wrote in the text, he added in the text here something very important. Look into the text, into the chat. I think that that's the best way to go from a Torah like this today. Because none of us want our lives to be Zolva Hefke. But if we could each take a moment and write out a tefillah based on what we just did right now, this is the way, this is the Avoida, this is the Tzavashah. So I give us all a bracha. We'll learn again later in the week, in the mornings. Tonight, tell your wives, we have Rib Nachman at 8 o'clock. We're doing a, we're doing a fascinating teaching, Torah Memches in, in Tinyana. Amazing Torah from Ibn Nachman to identify Emuna versus Hargasha. Um, and there's a lot more going on. Just be in touch with me directly. But for now, the Rebbe keeps on bringing us together. Hashem Yisbarach Shedishma Kol Tfilatenu that when we really Shavas Anim Ata Sishma Tzakas Adal Takshivis Eshia I had the Tzchus of Davening Shachmas with my daughters for the first time this past Shabbos and Tiferet I, I asked her she never did Nishmas I said to Tifi Daven Nishmas and she finished Nishmas I said what stood out for you? I wanted to know what words from Nishmas stood out for her so she pointed out she said Abba Shavat Anim Ata Tishma that 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 that's what I that's what stuck out to me. Ah, made my heart so so happy. If this is what a ten year old girl in Eretz Yisrael speaks out to her, then please in her schus shava sanim atasishma. We should hear our own shava as well. We should hear our own crying as well. We should identify the places in our life we wanted to stop being Afghan. And bezrat Hashem, all these tires we're gonna dance. We're gonna take the tzav the zeros. We're going to take the Achshar Savreich and we're going to run to the Piyasetzner Rebbe, the Vias Gel Tzedek, the Kar of Mamash, and we're going to say, Rebbe, Rebbe, you had us. You had us in mind for days like today. I love you all, Chevra. Besorot Tovot, Yeshuot Venechamot. One fast, quick niggun. Shimon, don't kill me, I'm sorry. One last one. Ay, da 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 da, maya maya.